0: You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. Team Ad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing?
1: oh, well, I was doing well. Yes.
0: Yeah. Excited, I see. Excited. Because yeah.
1: you told me ahead of time, this is one of those rare occasions where you actually told me ahead of time that the subject would be revelation. Yep. So
0: revelation
1: we're of talking John. talking
0: about Genesis.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's all right. Throw down a curve. See if okay. you can
1: recover from it.
0: No. We got we have a uh, question today from George Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a member here at the church here in Westchester. Hi, George. Actually, my old landlord. Mm-hmm. Yep, lived in his house, his uh, snake riddled house, uh, for a couple of years before I moved in, and took care of the snakes. No, no, okay. they were there was an old cistern that had like a shelf, so when they tore out that old cistern, or maybe it was a septic system. <laughs> Anyways, a big tank underneath. <laughs> a big the, tank under the house. Huh? Um, the uh, the guy who was running the excavator, he even called uh, my parents and us over. And like, I'm telling you, like, if it was less than a million snakes in there, I would be surprised.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And there were times where I would find these like bull snakes that were tall, longer than I am tall. Oh, my goodness. In the house.
1: In the house. Yep. Living with you.
0: Living with me. God bless you. But let me tell you something. Mm. Not a mouse to be found.
1: No, probably had no place for a mouse at that house. Yeah. And I almost wonder which one I'd rather have sometimes. I think I'd go for the mice. You think so? They're so destructive. There's just something creepy about a snake in my bedroom. I guess, so. Hmm. I I, guess I, so. I have this vision in my head of getting up in the middle of the night for the nightly run and putting my bare foot on a, on a wiggly <laughs> creature. And I thought, would I would rather have it fur or flesh? I think the fur. Uh, okay. And it's smaller, yeah. But that's just me. You know, okay. I won't tell you how you have to believe. Okay, how would that
0: be? That's right. My okay. wife would never let me just start bringing snakes into the house. So. I doubt that too. But um, all right. So, the, so the question from George is, he wants us to talk about Revelations and how it relates to today. So I think the idea he's trying to get at is, what are we supposed to take from Revelations? Are there things that have happened? And what things need to happen before we know that Jesus is coming? Well, a lot of bad things
1: will happen. Yes. Before the end of all time. Mm-hmm. I think what we can draw from it. Oh, uh, Let's see. Do I make it? Yeah. So one of the things that John makes cl- clear to us is that we should be reading the book of Revelation. Yep. And it is prophetic. Yes. So being prophetic, you probably won't understand it really well until you're in the midst of the fulfillment of the prophecy. Yeah. And I'm sort of the school of thought that the end of the world is spoken of seven times in the book of Revelation. And in each of those pieces, we get a little different view. It's sort of like this lovely coffee cup if... Lovely coffee cup. Notice we're still celebrating Christmas. So this lovely coffee cup, if you're looking at it from that side, you see this. And you're looking at it from that side, you see this. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking from this side and I see this. Well, the book of Revelation is looking at the event from seven different angles. Yeah, And so that means what you see will be different than what I see. And what you see is different than what I see. So it's like seven different views of one event. That's why you have seven bowls, seven trumpets, seven seals. And then as you go through, you have seven other things in each one of those seven views.
0: So you're saying that not every person is going to be able to identify that, Oh, this is taking place.
1: Well, I think that's why John says you need to know the full book of revelation. Okay. And then even if you're standing over there, you're going to see it. Oh, Okay. This is what's being fulfilled. Okay. And you're going to see it being fulfilled and I'm going to see it being fulfilled. And so maybe I'm happen to be on the side with the two witnesses and I say, Oh, it's happening. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so with that in mind, then we will all as believers be able to recognize that he's coming. Okay. And then you add to that, second Thessalonians and 1 Corinthians 15. And then we begin to see a much more full picture oh, yeah. of God's revelation mm-hmm. of the end times. That being said, then what we take from revelation is uh, the, the beginning of the end. Yep. And uh, I take it when I look at it that, and I take that with Paul's writings and say, well, we as believers aren't gonna be there for the tribulation period, for the, the, the really nasty stuff. Yeah. Because God's gonna come and get us. Okay. And that, you know, is that before the thousand-year reign? I believe so. Okay. But the details are in the Revelation. And what you're gonna see is different than what I'm gonna see, and we may not make it to see the 666, Yep. the mark of the beast yeah
0: there's there's a lot of interesting imagery and i mean just profound baffling imagery where you're like what is this thing mm-hmm. like i remember something with the scorpion's tail on a on a something about a scorpion Mm-hmm. bit uh, sting yeah mm-hmm. and it sounded almost like it was like a helicopter like someone trying to describe a helicopter from a long time ago. They um, didn't know what those were. Right, they didn't. Um, but you see, and then there's all these numbers, right? There's there's so much neuro, like numerology, numerology yes. in it that can be taken so many different ways. Why the importance on numbers in the Book of Revelations?
1: Actually, numerology is common throughout the Bible. Is it? The significance of the 40 days, the 40 sure, years. Yeah. Uh, those kinds of illusions are used in prophecy all through the Bible okay and so and then even the three and a half years those kind of things are are common in prophetic writing okay and part of it is to to send a subliminal message in a very blatant message right and so one of the things that we also believe the book of revelation can contend it contains that numerology so that those who are being persecuted at the time would read the book of Revelation and gain some comfort. And also maybe they understood the message better than we do, yeah. because I'm not sure all that numerology has gotten down to us. Okay. I think we've lost some of it.
0: Lost some of that. We don't, we're not quite sure exactly what it's. Right. W- what the importance of the numbers are.
1: Right. So do, is it exactly 144,000 Jew men? Who haven't ever had sex are saved hmm. really yeah or is the illusion a little different than that okay it's 12 tribes and 12 uh, the the senses of 12 tribes and 12 apostles and is that 144 because that's multiplying the kingdom of god okay. to this many souls so you, you can go a lot of a lot of different
0: ways a lot of different ways uh yeah, it's definitely a very high definition, just like climactic, just end to world history is essentially what it's trying to do, right? Yes. It's it's making all the things clear, like this is what it's gonna be like and in...
1: And there's gonna be an end yes. to all Satan's activities. Yeah. If you didn't believe in Satan, read her revelation. I think it'll make a believer of oh, yeah. that Satan's real. He's at work. He's trying to thwart as much as he can, everything that Jesus is doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, got to take him, take him to task.
0: That's right. Um, Let's see. So one of the messages from the book of revelations is, is pretty simple is that, God will institute universal peace, prosperity, cooperation all over the earth immediately after the return of Jesus. True?
1: I'm not sure I read it that way. Okay. That would be chapter 19. Hallelujah. Salvation belongs to our God, 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down worship God and they cried. But you know, after that, you still have the white horse coming. Right. And then you have the thousand year reign. And he seizes the serpent. What's interesting is at the end of that, then when the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison. Yep. So for a thousand years, peace.
0: Peace, yeah. That's cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, well, all hell breaks loose.
1: literally Literally. and then it's taken care of eternally
0: yep that's right
1: um that's where we get our gog and magog and armageddon and all that good stuff yep
0: so it also kind of it describes a what i would say is a very deceptive alliance um of like of, of of superpowers of political and religious entities um
1: Deceptive, yeah.
0: Yeah, attempting to prevent Jesus's reign um, from ever really being established. And that one's, that's one of the ones that's kind of terrifying.
1: Because it's so subtle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important that the church is uh, making sure that we emphasize it's a relationship with Jesus Christ that we enjoy. Yeah. It is not going through the motions. It's not certain liturgies. It's not squatting three times and standing up four. It's uh, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is knowing him as your Lord and savior. It is knowing and understanding that he has the power to to be resurrected from the dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knowing him is all powerful. Yeah. It's not a religion. Yeah. It's a relationship. And to me, that becomes more plain in the Revelation than other places, because those subtle places, subtle uh, images of, uh, well, the wealth, the, the the ships and the merchants and all that being in bed with the uh, with the uh, harlot. Yeah, that that's these are things we no one understand that's commerce that's day-to-day business in one way or another but if day-to-day business gets in bed with the devil
0: it's not good stuff maybe hard to identify that too would it
1: well i'm hoping it's more easy than we think Okay. but uh, there's so many temptations yeah when when it comes to wealth yeah i mean it's really a pain to do without it yeah it's pain to be poor. Yeah. That's just very un- inconvenient. Mm-hmm. But with wealth comes responsibility to use the wealth well. Yeah. And so, and, and the subtle thing is to get more. Right. It's not a bad thing to have more. Right. It's not a bad thing to get more. Yeah. But if you disobey the Lord to get more, then there's something Right, you you've sort of gotten into bed with the harlot. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think there's a very common misconception in the Christian community and so maybe outside of it as well that you know, like God doesn't care about money. You know, render unto Caesar what is his, but it's very clear that it is very important to God. That is a very solid testing ground for mm-hmm. your faith as right. to seeing what what you do with your money.
1: See, what's interesting is if you compare God to the harlot. Yeah. What do they each want? God wants a relationship with you. He wants your best. He wants to invest in you and, and have you grow and, and have peace. Yeah. What does the harlot want? She wants your doom. She wants your money. She wants to take from you and leave you behind. Yeah. It's total, total difference. Yep. And I think that's that's the way, you know, chapters 18... And the fall of Babylon and all those kinds of things makes us realize that it's it's two opposing forces. Oh yeah. Now, which one are you going to be in with? Mm-hmm. I almost said in bed with, but in with. Right.
0: It will, and it might be. It might not be very clear which one you're choosing sides with. You know, the the, the political world of today. You know, we are very one sided. Which one? Which side? Who am I gonna? You know, even if you're saying you're a moderate, chances are you've been voting for the same side your whole life. You might not really know. Right. You know, we all think that the other side is, you know, primarily evil. Not, maybe not completely, but, you know, at least a little bit. You know, those things are bad about that side.
1: Bad enough to oppose. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, and we can we can make that um, conclusion uh, and justify them pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially if you've got someone cheering you on behind you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff in Revelations, like we're going to get we're going to get into it, but are we? It sounds like we're a good drink or it seems like to me that we're giving a lot of very clear illustrations of what we're going to see, that God wants us to know for sure this is what's happening. You're going to be able to pick them apart. But then a lot of us say, they you know, like, well, that kind of seems like this first seal and that kind of seems like this, the second seal here and and. You know, there there might be some famine somewhere in the third seal, so it's not very cut and dry. Why? It's not very
1: cut and dried, but remember, that's one one viewpoint. Yep. You're still looking at yep, one edge of it. Yep. And so, yes, if I were in Africa and I was seeing the famine, I'd say, oh boy, we already got to the third third seal. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see an asteroid come down, I'm often thinking about the bowls. Yep. And then the trumpets, and you've got all those different aspects. These are real seismic events, cataclysmic events. They are going to happen. Yeah. And we will probably know it. Okay. Uh, To that extent, is that means the end is coming? Well, sure it does. Yeah. Because it is coming. Because it is. Yeah. Is it going to happen this year, next year, two years from now? I don't know for sure, but I know we're in the process of the end of the world. Yes. Because we've been in a process of the end of the world since it was created. Yep. And
0: that's just how that works. But we're trying to put a timeline on it.
1: Wouldn't we like to know the paper, if the paper came out, la, uh, last night's paper said that noon today it was done. Right. Well, would you do anything different?
0: Assuming I believe the paper?
1: Assuming you believe the paper.
0: Assuming I believe the paper, Probably.
1: Yeah, and then what would it be? Yeah. Because what it would be would basically say what you value before the end comes. Right. Now, I'm going to nudge the church one more step. If we believe that we're in the end times and it is coming soon, what would we as the church do differently? What would we say is important to get done if we only have one more year to be the church What is important for us to get done Mm -hmm. for the kingdom of God? If we really live in a relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, what's important now Right. in reality, you know what you and I don't know we have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're already living in the end, right? What's important? What do we really value? What's above anything else to get done? Are you asking me? I'm just saying, Oh, I, I find myself living more in those times of saying, you know if this is my last sermon to preach I want it better than last Sunday mm-hmm. I want it to touch more people than it did before yeah uh, if this is my last morning with my wife, I want to make sure it's the best right as best it can be mm-hmm. It takes care of mediocrity right in our lives and I think we as Christians, living today should get mediocrity out of those, out of off the table of our Christianity That's a, yeah. and, and live into it because we are in those times.
0: I think if you're going to take anything from this episode, I think that's an important one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is coming. Yep. I believe it's sooner than later.
0: Yeah. If I knew it was tomorrow, I certainly wouldn't bother fixing up the planters. True. Yep. I get my kids out of daycare and we go fishing probably. And once in a while, you better do that. Yep. True. All right. So <laughs> let's go through the seals, right? So oh, okay. first seal. We're only at 19 minutes here, Don. Only well, at 19 oh,
1: minutes, yeah. and we're talking about Revelation. I know. Yes. We
0: could honestly break this into a few of them. I
1: think we may have to.
0: Um, but that's your doing. Well, what's interesting is that with the, with the seals and the trumpets, I feel like the very last ones are always a little bit, more unique, mm-hmm. okay? So first seal, Revelation 6-2, is called religious deception. Could be. White horse, held a bow, given a crown,
1: and was bent on conquest.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, see, I just pulled this from something it said religious deception, so I'm not uh, sure okay. where that came from.
1: I was wondering how they got that there. Um, okay. Held a bow, given a crown, so authority. Yeah, I could understand some of that, and bent on conquest.
0: Okay, maybe they're drawing the conquest part. I of it. wonder. Yep, because I think that the word conquest in there is is generally used for a ideology, right? So maybe not necessarily a just a war for land or something, but it's it's a conquest or that word. Translated is is more of a um, an ide- ideology for a certain gain. Okay, it's not yeah. necessarily monetary. It is it is is for a moral value of some sort. I could yeah, you could put the uh, Crusades in that
1: right. That kind of thinking. Yeah, I suppose so. And, and we are also this is written before the time. This is in John. This is first century. This would be written before the time where whole towns would be taken through a river to be baptized so they would all of a sudden be Christian and come out the other side. Yep. And so some people died in that little operation. Mm. That could be that sense of conquest. Uh, I, I think maybe it's putting more on the text than I think. it.
0: Maybe we want to do that. Okay. I think that's fair. I, I think it's fair to say that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what's the second one? The second one from Revelations 6, 3 to 4. War. Mm-hmm.
1: With power to take peace from the earth. Yep. And to slay men, makes to make men slay each other. Yep. Definitely war. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Third seal, famine. Right. Black horse holding a pair of scales and uh, famine. Yeah, a quart of wheat for a day's wages. Three quarts of barley for a day's wages. And don't damage the oil and wine. Yeah, I'd say it's famine. Yeah. Not enough to go around. Not enough to go around, and so what wealth you do have, it takes more of. Mm -hmm. Fourth seal, say disease. Mm -hmm. Death, Hades, yeah. Mm -hmm. A fourth, uh, given the power to kill a fourth of the Earth by sword, famine, and plague,
0: and by wild beasts. Mm. So it, it's, uh, yeah. The wild beast thing is, in, is uh, we don't intriguing. Have,
1: we don't have many of those. Unless you go down to Texas, you get wild boars. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're
0: nasty little fellows. And tigers and stuff. You know that more, there's more tigers in Texas in captivity than there are wild in the rest of the world? Well, I sure hope they don't get out and yeah. come to Iowa. No kidding. Mm. Um, so, where are we at? Fifth seal, tribulation, and persecution of true Christians. Yeah, accurate.
1: Yeah, accurate. Okay. This is this is where those uh, all those prayers that we take up in the midst of time. Yeah. Yep. There's actually another spot. Is those prayers are going to be used in chapter eight.
0: Yeah. Sixth seal. An earthquake and heavenly signs. That's where everybody was looking
1: for red moons, blood moons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be looking for signs. Yep. And the earthquakes, there have been plenty of those around.
0: Yep. Now, the seventh seal
1: comes a bit later. Right. So uh, the kings of earth, you know, this is going to be enough to set people of power on edge. And I'm what, what I'd say in the midst of that. Is I don't see people of power, fretting right. that this is the end of the world. Right. I think these four, these five seals are going to be enough that that even the powers, the powerful people of the world, will be wondering. So what's next? Yeah. Yeah. And we ain't got there yet.
0: No. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh, so where did we find the seventh seal? Is that, I think that it's chapter coming, eight? Eight.
1: One, yeah. Two, yeah. And that is. Uh, It's a half hour of silence, and that's where the prayer of the saints, the golden censer. uh, He was given. We just read this in the morning in in our devotions. Where did I say it? it was the prayers of the saints? Okay, the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the saints went up before God From the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it to earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and earthquake. I think we'll notice that one. I think so, too. Because that hits on so many different levels. It's more than even a Kansas thunderstorm. Mm -hmm.
0: Why the half hour of silence in heaven?
1: Well, we have a creator God Mm -hmm. who's put all this together. Um, have you ever had to destroy something that you've invested a great deal of time in? Oh yeah. How's it feel? Not great. Right. So I think it's God's taking that moment back and saying, okay, uh, you know, here we go. This, this was a good plan and this is my creation and now I got to do this. Mm-hmm. A just and holy God can't put up with what Satan has put us through. Yeah. And what, uh, and those of us who've knelt to Satan rather than him. So uh, I think it's that pause that a holy God, creative God is taking
0: before the end. Yeah, I think so. That makes a lot of sense because initially I thought, you know, we're not going to see this. So why is it important to put it in there? But I think it's important because, it's letting us know that they that God up there is saying, okay, he's preparing, he understands what he's doing. He is, I wouldn't say remorseful, but um, um, it's heavy on him,
1: right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like a daddy having to spank his kid. Exactly. It's not something you do just because you want to do it. Right. It's, you know, how do I teach this kid how to live into the future if I don't do it now? Yep. And it's a, a sober task.
0: Right. And uh, a little foreshadowing for next week's episode, if you want to turn in, we're talking about parenting. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> did I lead into that? I yeah, good that. for you. Yeah, oh, you, I didn't know I was headed there. You must have the same brain here. Mm. All right, then we got trumpets. Hmm. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So whatever, all angels are given trumpets, or seven of them were. Correct. Trumpet number one, Revelations 8, chapter or chapter 8, verse 7. Mm-hmm. It's a devastation of of the vegetation of the earth. Right. Hail and fire mixed with blood.
1: Interesting combination. Hurled down. Yes. A third. What's interesting to me is it's a third of the earth has burned, a third of the trees are burned, and a third of the green grass. It means two-thirds are left. Mm-hmm. How would that change the ecosystem of the world? Oof. It would make an impact on the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even, under, I mean, John didn't understand that when he was writing this, but we understand that it would change oh, oh yeah. the world.
0: I mean, just imagine a third of the trees no longer siphoning off carbon dioxide. Exactly. scrubbing,
1: know? Doing the scrubbing that they do of the carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Yeah. It would change things.
0: Yep. Second trumpet, is uh, in... Eight and nine, mm-hmm. devastation of oceans and seas. We would notice that oh, yeah. oceans. Uh,
1: we we would notice if that much ocean being gone. Oh yeah, and notice this is all salt water. This is not talking about fresh water yet. And uh, even noticing that would change our atmosphere, and the amount of rain we would get. All of a sudden, gone.
0: Gone. Third trumpet. Versus ten and eleven: devastation of rivers and fresh water. This, this is fresh water, yep. and notice it's the uh, star is wormwood, and
1: it would the water, the fresh water become better. Uh, can can you imagine? Have you ever tasted really bad well water?
0: Yes. Oh
1: mercy sakes! And think about having to drink that every day, or be dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Not fun. Not fun. And people died. From the waters that had become bitter. Yeah. So that's a third
0: we would notice. They must have some. They must have a different uh, meaning for bitter in the Bible because there's a lot of things that are bitter that aren't poisonous, right? Yeah. Um, fourth trumpet: sun, moon, and stars partially darkened. Uh, that's we'd fourth, notice that, wouldn't yes, we? We would. Fifth trumpet: a. Uh, this was fifth trump is saying like a satanically influenced military power in chapter nine one through eleven that one's given a lot more it is uh, space to explain
1: he when he opened the abyss and smoke rose out and a furnace uh from the abyss we can we make the parallel with hell Mm -hmm. and out of the smoke came locusts this is the ones you were talking about yep and and these are Not very fun-looking locusts, if you've ever been in the midst of a locust infestation.
0: Yep, it changes them.
1: uh, It changes, yeah. these uh, Scorpions on the earth uh, told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who don't have the seal of God on their foreheads. Mm -hmm. And so this is a, a specific trial for those who don't know God. And if you are talking about those who are sealed, that goes back to chapter seven, verse two, the sealing of those yeah. by God. And they were given power to kill them, not given power to kill them, only to torture them for five months. So it's nice it's limited. Mm-hmm. You know, got to look at the bright side. Yeah. And their agony they suffered would be like that of a sting of a scorpion when it strikes a man. Oof. I don't sound like fun.
0: I've never been stung by a scorpion.
1: No. And during those days, men will seek death, but not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. Well, that doesn't sound good. No. No.
0: No, that doesn't sound good at all.
1: And it's interesting how much how much of the revelation is given by John of what these creatures look like and do, because it goes clear down to uh, chap- verse 11. So it spends 11 verses specifically on this event yeah this
0: trumpet well to put to put that into our brains to give that imagery some weight to it he had to give that a lot more a lot more words because saying you know just like you know there's gonna be a bunch of animals that'll attack anyone without the seal you know we might think kind of what i thought you know wild beasts will kill people it's like well i have yet to meet a wild beast that i can't handle with my pistol, you know, and bow and arrow and yes, something, you know, we've got weapons, we could take care of them, but they're saying like, there's going to be a nonstop aggressive assault by these creatures on you, right? You're not going to be able to. Pick them apart, and, and
1: and to be really frank, yeah, you and I have not exist ha, had an event like this. No, my grandparents lived through a locust yeah. infestation where they actually ate the bark off all the hedge trees, oh. and and uh, it was devastating. Ate yeah. all the crops. Yeah, nothing left. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen anything like no. that. No, so but John's time, they would have. Right, this would have been something they understand. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they go into more detail for us.
0: You know. Privileged folks that haven't had that. Right. That's a good point. Um Six Trumpet. Heard a
1: voice coming from the horns of the altar. And this is the one that released the four angels who are bound to the great Euphrates, and the four angels who had been kept ready for this hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Release Euphrates. Cool.
0: So that one goes through 19. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, There's quite a bit more to it.
0: But it sounded like, you know, just a really big, it's another power. It's another militant, aggressive push. Right. Right.
1: And what's interesting is while others did affect how, uh, people's livelihoods and yeah. how they lived, there was not an enormous death toll to the other five trumpets. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of irritation, a lot of pain. This one specifically is a third of mankind yeah. will be wiped out in this event. That's
0: another third. Another third. Yeah. Um, so then we are at... Oh, sorry, seventh trumpet. Yeah. So that would be well, you have to, 15. Right, you got to go over. Now, last one's always... A ways away. I think it's in 11.
1: Because, uh, yeah, and that's interesting because these are separated. Yeah. The last trumpet or the last seal. The seventh trumpet sounded and there was loud voices in heaven which said the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. Yep. It's worship. Yes. And interesting
0: because some of these words are in our hymns. Oh, yeah, I know that one. He shall reign for never mm. and ever. There you go. That's a very popular See, one. It's
1: Nice audition.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife's a music teacher, so... I didn't learn that from her, though. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah. So what is a, an important takeaway from Revelations as we wrap this up? From...
1: It's, it's The important thing is be familiar with the Revelation of John. Mm-hmm and be able to start recognizing those signs from any one of those seven views of the, of the end times. Yeah. And uh, realizing, well, you might be seeing one, two, and three of the seals, and I might be seeing one, two, three of the trumpets. Uh, together, we're seeing God at work, bringing the end of time. Uh, will it happen today? Maybe not. But are we ready? Right. Bottom line is, are we ready? Yeah. Uh, in Second Peter, I think it says, he will come like a thief in the night. So we won't have... Right. Endless preparation for it. Exactly. We will hear some of these things. Some of these things will be going on. But when it actually happens, he will come like a thief in the right. night.
0: I think it's important that... You know, I've had people equate even just hell or all these terrible acts of that, that that come about in revelations as, you know, just a scare tactic. Hmm. And I always thought, no, that's just, that's just part of it. Right. You know, we tried the, you know, all peace, everything's perfect in the garden of Eden. Right. Didn't work. No, did not work. But with this, it appears God is, is, his main purpose of the book is that he wants to change us um he doesn't you know some people say he wants us to change but no. But he wants to change us he wants to change how we live why we live how we treat our spouse children friends how we order our goals like you said you know get out of that mediocrity mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a very good i mean even our impending death of old age is is or or you know, random accidents, you know, random it happen accidents. Any day. Yeah. and what would you change if you knew that today was your last day? I think that's, that's the gift that God gave us is that, yeah, don't, don't take it for granted.
1: Don't squirrel away the day. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good stuff. It's important. It is. And it, I think it's interesting. It's not only important to those around you. It's important to God. Mm-hmm. Your days. Yep. Psalm 139, all the days ordered for you were known by him from the very beginning. Uh, imagine that. Yeah. God has an interest in your entire lifetime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Special. It is special. Will you pray us out? I can
1: do that. Awesome. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the blessing of our audience. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to guide us in ways that honor and glorify you and draw us ever closer to being your people called by your name in a world that's searching for you. In Jesus' precious name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, if we you made it all the way to, what, 36 minutes, I think is what it oh, says on there. We appreciate it. You're a trooper. And, God bless uh, you. Bless you. Revelations is a tricky one, and uh, it is. Yeah, if there's something we didn't answer in there, we obviously didn't. Obviously, obviously, uh, send it to us. Uh, maybe we can hit on that a little bit. So,
1: absolutely, yeah. fill up the comments. That's just right. yeah, yeah, that would be good. That'd be good. Yep, give us some more direction.
0: Yes. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week.
1: Lord dwelling.
0: Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes and if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.